Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, a little bonus Cavino and Rich podcast here on Fox Sports Radio. So this weekend, I'm going to be in Morristown, New Jersey for something really cool called 80s Wrestling Con. So if you're a fan of old school wrestling, take a listen and enjoy. Brother. It's always a pleasure to talk to Tommy Fierro again. He's he's the guy in he's charge. He's the guy running this, man. I went 80s last wrestling year. Con. I'm going again. Uh, 80s Wrestling Con, a huge hit. Tommy, welcome to the show, man. Hey, guys. What's going on, man? First of all, I'm a big fan of you guys. Second of all, an even bigger fan is my wife, who's extremely excited uh, that I'm on with you guys right now. If you can give a shout-out to Allison, I know that you would really, really, really appreciate it. Allison. Allison, you know what? You have good taste in women then, right, Tommy? She you knows. know it, brother. Hey, yo, Allison! <laughs> hey, Allison! Just giving her a shout-out. But, Tommy, thanks for making time for us, man, and, and thanks for putting this, this whole thing together. I know Rich went last year, and he came back telling us how great it was and everything. I had a question for you as the guy who you know puts this together and plans it out. Is there ever any awkward beef with all these old-school egos and personalities involved? Like, Do you have to play referee every once in a while because there's some old feuds that just never went away luckily for me I, i've never experienced that and, and, and events like this the 80s wrestling con it's such a, it's in such a big arena that if there was a problem you know one guy could be on one side of the, the room and someone else would be on the other side i mean they're all they're all pros man and i've never luckily knock on wood never had to deal or experience anything like that only when you two are in the same building that's why rich is only going to be there on saturday exactly yeah, yeah i can't hang with this guy outside like the, of the, the mega power is exploding hey tommy we're we're all kids of the 80s this has to be sort of surreal for you because much like us, you probably had your pajamas on a Saturday morning. You watched uh, your cartoons, you watched Saved by the Bell, and then noon, wrestling came on. Saturday night's main event, Sunday wrestling. You'd go to like, uh, you know, back then, Brendan Byrne Arena or Nassau Coliseum. Like, So this must be like a weird dream come true for you. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. You just brought up Brendan Byrne Arena. My mom and dad took me there every single month when I was a kid. And, and back then it was monthly. It ain't like now nowadays where they come to the market once or if you get lucky twice a year back then it was every month and my parents would take me every month actually the first show i ever went to was at william patterson college it was in wayne new jersey uh, they used to have yeah. uh, the, the b and the b and c shows back then so i it was, i just missed wrestlemania one uh becoming a fan i became a fan that summer so that fall 
the first show I went to was uh, September 3rd, 1985, and uh, I caught Lanny Poffo's Frisbee at this event. <laughs> you know, so, and somebody would say that because my friends made fun of me. Back in the day, no joke, I went to NASA Coliseum, and for years, I had turnbuckle remnants from Georgie Animal Steel in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it, was, it was such a part of our, our childhood. And, uh, you know, Lenny Poffo, we just we just lost him. I mean, we, we would always give Lenny Poffo shout outs that with glory and renown. With glory and renown, the genius <laughs> Lenny Poffo. Yeah, that's it, awesome. I was actually I was actually planning on we were planning on inducting Randy Savage into the 80s Wrestling Hall of Fame at this event this Saturday. Actually, Lanny was going to accept the award. And he was extremely excited about it. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away, you know, a few months back. And you know, he was really, really, really looking forward to it. So for the for the con, we, we do a lot of different things. Man. It ain't just going there, you know, for an autograph session and, you know, signing pictures and and. and and taking photos with the fans. There's, it's very, very, very interactive. It's like a fan festival. There's going to be, you know, uh, Bill After from Pro Wrestling Illustrated is going to be doing a karaoke contest, which, Rich, I know that you want to be a part of. Oh, I want to uh, do, what can I do? Can I do Grab Them Cakes, uh, JYD? I, <laughs> I, was hope, I was hoping that me and you could do Strike Force, the girls in cars together. I girls that in cars. Cool. That's as oh, much as I rock out, Tommy. <laughs> you got a voice on you. It's hilarious. Tommy, Tommy Fierro hanging out with Cavino and Rich again, 80s Wrestling Con, Saturday, May 6th. Rich will be there, and I'm going to tell you what he's up to in a few minutes and ask Tommy, Tommy about it. But when you caught that Frisbee from the Leaping Lanny Poffo, was that the moment? Like, what was the moment where you're like, you know what? I'm in love with this now. Was there a wrestler or a specific moment that, that really changed it all for you and your fandom? You know what, man? That, that started it, absolutely. And then, believe it or not, I'm not making this up, uh, a couple of years later at Madison Square Garden, I caught Ronnie Garvin's cow. He threw into the <laughs> arena against Craig Valentine. So between, between Lanny Poplar's Frisbee and Ronnie Garvin's cow, it was destined that I'd be getting that I'd become part of the wrestling business. When the Garvin stop, um, you know it's funny. Do, do you guys remember the first wrestler you met, Kavino? I know you were into it, maybe not as much as I was, but I went to like a Hollywood video, and the Killer Bees were signing autographs, and I was like, nice. "Mom, we have to go to Hollywood video." Do you remember those? For me, I was as a kid. I didn't get to meet any of them, but you know, we interviewed everybody here on the show years later. For me, it was the wrestling cards and the wrestling toys from the, you know, ten pound rubber wrestling figures to the thumb wrestlers and things like that. Oh, by the way, Camino at '80s Wrestling like, Con. If you're into collectibles. There's tables and tables set up where people are selling, like, in package, like, the Andre oh, yeah. the Giant one or the King Kong Bundy. Like, there's people that had the instinct to keep them in the packaging. Absolutely, man, yeah. And, uh, and, and also, uh, there's tons of other things, whether it be magazines or programs or vintage memorabilia from the 80s and 90s. There's a little bit something for everyone there. And but what you said about those LJN figures, uh, brand new in the package, you got to have some Rich Davis money for that. So we'll we'll, we'll keep that over there for you, brother. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, I uh, those old wrestling magazines <laughs> though. The wrestling magazines. I've told this story before. That's how I would hide my nudie magazines, Tommy. I would get like a Playboy or a penthouse, and I'd your, like, your mom really thought you loved the Hunky Tonk Man. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like Richie. Well, he's always has his Hunky Tonk Man magazine. <laughs> Hey, hey, Richie, you're you're cool, cocky, and bad, brother. That's yeah. so funny. Hey, Peggy Sue beside me, Colonel in the back. Tommy Fierro, <laughs> again, he, he's heading up this whole right, 80s wrestling con. It's a, it's a great time, May 6th. Um, who's the hardest 
personality to wrangle nowadays? Who needs that extra nudge? Well, I've been I've been doing '80s wrestling con now. I, I've, I've I've been promoting this December be the 30 year anniversary of the first convention I ever promoted when Crazy. I was 16 years old. Wow. Um, so yeah, my I mean, out of everyone, like now since I've been doing the '80s, obviously you know, obviously I want Hogan, uh, but Mr. T and Cindy Lauper would be two. Unbelievable guest that I, I have on my bucket list. Rick Martel. Uh, I've had Rick Martel before at a convention years ago, but he hasn't done anything in recent years, last decade or so. Uh, but he's Mr. too busy. Mo- is- he's too busy modeling. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I would love. I heard to you have, caught uh, his bow tie. He threw it. Uh, he threw it into the stand. I heard Tommy got sprayed with his arrogance. No, Tommy caught it with his teeth, and then was sprayed with his arrogance. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's Rick Martel, awesome. he hasn't done anything in a while, huh? So people would be excited no, to see no, him. No, he hasn't. But as far as as far as eighties names go, uh, since I'm still doing this, uh, it, it would definitely be Mr. T and Cindy Lauper. That would be big. I'll tell you what, last year when I was at 80s Wrestling Con, by the way, Morristown, New Jersey, if you're around this weekend, it's such a fun time. It's so worth Beautiful town. You can make a whole beautiful day of this. It it was uh, just such a great time. I'll tell you some of the highlights for me. Talking to Demolition. Axe and Smash, those dudes were such nice guys. Uh, Taking a picture and getting to chat with the Million Dollar Man. Jake the Snake was there. Um... Yo, Slick. Remember Slick? Of course. That Everybody was, remembers I mean, Slick. So, we, you, Tommy, I recommend that if anyone, if anyone loved wrestling back in the day, this is the perfect excuse to hang out with some old school buddies that you used to watch wrestling back in the day with. That's way, why I Way to reconnect with your idols and your old pals, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to ask you about this, though. Speaking of all the fun that goes on there, Tommy, how did you wrangle Rich into hosting? I believe it's like a family feud, oh, a wrestling celebrity family feud event you got going on. I'm excited about this. Please tell me how I, this I, all I, happens. All I said was pretty pleased cherry on top. And he said, you got it, brother. I'm excited. So we're going to survey all the fans. He really had to pull your arm to be the ham of the event. I just want to participate. I just want to help Tommy participate and do what I could do. Because I I feel like Tommy puts together such a good thing that I was like, dude, absolutely I'll do it. So uh, I guess we're going to get teams of the old school wrestlers and uh, we're going to do it family feud style. Yeah. How how are they separated family feud style or do you not know yet? We're going to we're going to do we have a a ring set up dead center of the arena when you first get in there because we go right to. We're having a live ISW wrestling show immediately following 80s wrestling con, so we need to have the ring set up already. So we use the ring in the daytime as a stage, pretty much, to do all our events in, in there. So, yeah, Rich will be hosting Family Feud. We're doing Pro Wrestling Jeopardy with three contestants. We're doing Bill Lapter's Pro Wrestling Karaoke. Like I said, me and, me and Rich are going to be doing uh, Girls in Cars. Can't wait. And uh, <laughs> and a lot of other fun activities, too. Like Tony Atlas is going to have a little station because he, he's an artist. He can draw a picture with Tony Atlas. Like all kinds of cool and unique stuff, man. You know, nowadays, there's so many different wrestling promoters doing conventions all throughout the United States, especially like a niche thing that I have, like the 80s. Uh, these guys have done a ton of signings before. So I try and think outside of the box of different ways and opportunities, you know, to, to make it unique and different, like powers of pain and demolition. You could take a picture with both of these teams together this Saturday. They're all going to have their face paint on with you standing in the middle. That's a once in a lifetime experience. If you're an 80s wrestling fan, same thing, Nikita Koloff and Magnum TA, uh, you know, there were big NWA guys down South, but up here, they haven't been up around here that often. So getting them together and then doing a photo op with them, who was another big feud, the same thing. And then Lilani Kai and Wendy Richter, that was a WrestleMania one match. So it's a unique experience to have your picture taken with one of the matches from the first WrestleMania. So cool stuff like that. Obviously, Brett the Hammond Hart 
is the headliner Dory Funk is making a super rare appearance. We're having tons of 80s tag teams. Like I said, Demolition, The Powers of Pain, the Beverly Brothers, and you guys think the Beverly Brothers are going to be there. Wow. The original, the original Midnight Express. So, I mean, there's going to be about 40 stars in total and tons of activities and live wrestling. And if you're anywhere in the, the New Jersey area, or even not, because as of right now, guys, we have people from 42 states and eight countries. I've already purchased tickets for this Saturday. And, uh, and Rich Davis hosting Wrestling Family Feud. And he's going to kiss <laughs> exactly. he's gonna kiss all the contestants like Richard Dawson. Yeah, I think I have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a question for you. I forget how this came up, but we were on Fox Sports Radio the other day talking about, like, what is the beacon of all collectibles that you would want in your in memorabilia, right? Like, like Kurt Schilling's bloody sock. Like, what would that be for wrestling? Like, yo, that's the holy grail. It could be like a known thing or just a personal thing. Like, yo, I wish I had that as Ho- part of wrestling. Hogan's, uh, Hogan's yellow trunks from WrestleMania one. Like what like is the, you, uh, you got the Poffo Frisbee, right? You got the turnbuckle, Rich. Like, what is that? Like, yo, I wish I had honky tonks guitar when he, when he smashed it on Jake, the stinks back or sure. you know, is there one for you and one that mine. everybody wants Oh, a piece of glass from the barber shop when a uh, Jeanette oh, was yeah. <laughs> I remember oh, that. good one. Good one. You want, you want, you want to know what mine is? Yeah. Mine would be the cross that Andre ripped off when he was tugging on Hogan's shirt in that Piper's pit. Now, does somebody have that? So, is that like a, is that a Holy grail? That's, like somebody has that. Someone worth has to, right? No, I just, I just thought of it because I was there when they taped it. So back then when they did that whole setup, remember when they came out with the trophy and then, you know, Bobby Heenan stirred the pot with those guys. Like I, that was taped at the Brendan Burn Arena. So I remember being there as a kid for it. And, and back then, like, I didn't know, like I was like eight, 10 years old. Like I had no idea that what even what a TV taping was back then. So seeing all that play out in front of you as a kid, uh, building and leading towards WrestleMania 3 was a, a really cool experience as a kid being able to be there for that. This Saturday, May 6th, uh, Morristown, New Jersey. Where can people buy, buy tickets and make sure they get all their info, by the way? Yes, sir. So uh, all the information on who's going to be there, the different activities and events that are taking place, and information on the show uh, immediately following 80s Wrestling Con. You can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com. Again, that's 80swrestlingcon.com. This Saturday, the Menden Sports Arena, Morristown, New Jersey. The doors open 11 a.m. and bell time is 5 p.m. Tommy, do you feel like uh, there's a part of you that enjoys that you're giving back not only to the fans, but these guys that meant so much to us, like every weekend, all the magazines and action figures and pay-per-views, like, you know, they weren't treated the best by WWE and NWA back in the day. So do you feel like it's cool that, you know, these guys get to make some money from the fans? Absolutely, man. And, and not only that, but like these guys, they probably enjoy, I don't probably, I know they do. They, you know, they get to go around and, and, and go to all around in these different signings and conventions and see guys that they used to hang out with on the road every day for years and years. You know, they get to pretty much get paid to go hang out with their friends. So it's probably a pretty cool gig for them. You know, imagine you guys, you know, 20 years from now, you're going to get paid to go hang out with each other for the weekend. So yeah. it sounds pretty awesome, right? And absolutely. Yeah. If you can make that happen, please if you can organize that. Uh, I'm there 20 years from now. Yeah. yeah. But I also have I'll be uh, your agent. I'll be your agent. We'll sounds good. Tommy, we just got to tell our, our agent, Sean, that we're leaving. Yeah, him we're, leaving him. we're leaving. <laughs> hey, Tommy, I got one last question Sorry, for you Sean. as the guy that, that, you know, gathers all these eighties wrestlers for eighties wrestling con and, and does all this. When you look back, 
was there a gimmick that you were the biggest fan of? You know, because growing up in the 80s, we believed those gimmicks. We believed Ted DiBiase sure. was the million dollar man. And and we believed that the ultimate warrior was yeah, from macho parts man, unknown. The macho man stayed in character they, on Arsenio Hall. Yeah, yeah. he stayed in character. You know, that was the gimmicky fun of the 80s. Was there one that you really loved the most or look back and say, yeah, that was so great? You know, man, a lot of it. I mean, we, like, we all grew up the same time frame, so it's probably the same guy for me as it was for you guys. I mean, Hogan, you can't, I can't say that I, I would probably wouldn't be a wrestling fan if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan. True, yeah. I loved him. I loved, I loved the Macho Man. Piper is my all-time favorite. Ultimate Warrior uh, definitely captured my attention as a kid. Uh, Jake the Snake. Uh, I mean, all those guys. Man. Like, I, you know what I thought? I thought the ba- bad Jake the Snake, the trust me, trust me, like evil Jake oh, yeah. the Snake with the Cobra. And I feel like my my number one has to be, and I know, Kavito, you agree with me, Mr. Perfect. It was great. Yeah. The little <laughs> interstitials, <laughs> the little promo videos of, so him, funny. of him like bowling a 300 game, throwing a yeah. touchdown to himself. Like Mr. Perfect was such a great wrestler too. Oh yeah, man. Like I wish, I wish that they can figure out a way how to bring back those vignettes nowadays in 2023 and, you know, use that to, to get their talent over coming in. Man. They, they can, they can take so many ideas from back then and recreate it and repackage it. If it was successful back then in the eighties, it could be successful now in 2023. And, uh, the, the formula is there. They just need to, to look at it and, and recopy it. But that's why we are still talking about eighties wrestling right now, because it captivated all three of us. Right. And we're really out here did. talking about eighties wrestling. And here, here I am, uh, 35 years later, growing up the biggest wrestling fan in the world. And now, you know, I went to the arenas every month to watch these guys wrestle and, and have their action figures and posters on my wall, t-shirts on my back. And now here they are 35 years later, and they're working with me to help celebrate and keep that memory of 80s wrestling alive. It's a, you think about it for a second, it's a pretty pinch me moment for me. You know? That's awesome, man. You know, Tommy, I will see you this weekend, my friend, and uh, I'm excited. And anyone, again, this Saturday, May 6th in Morristown, New Jersey, 80s Wrestling Con. Thank you so much. Tommy Fierro, everybody. Thank you, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. Remember, I'm your new agent. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Perfect, brother. <laughs> later. You know what? I'm going gonna, gonna to call demolition now, so I'll hit you up later. All right, man. Thank you so All much. All right, later, Tommy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. 
The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. That's my day, bro. <laughs> All right, now we catch up with a couple guys that will be at 80s Wrestling Con. Axe and Smash Demolition. How you doing, my friend? Hey, doing good, doing good. How's everybody? Everyone's good. I saw you guys last year. Let me tell you, it was such a fun time to reunite with some old friends and see all the guys that meant so much to our childhood. Uh, I got to ask you guys, how is it to see the fans and how excited they are to meet you guys? Well, it's always a pleasure to, to meet the fans. They always relay stories to us. It's nice and very humbling to uh, know that we made an imprint on their life. And it's good for us, too, because, uh, you know, Smash and I, sometimes we don't see these guys for 10, 15, as many as 20 years. And you start chatting with them, it's just like you saw them yesterday. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a tight fraternity, my friend. Yeah, and, and it's funny, uh, like Axe was saying, this is a, you know, everybody's gotten a little older, but everybody's still the same. So it's great to catch up on all the old stories and all the old things that you used to do on the road. How does it feel to throw on the face paint, the famous face paint patterns? Because you guys, it's like the same patterns when you guys do this stuff. Do you remember how to do it exact? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, it only takes a few minutes to put, a, put a, uh, a mental picture and then about 25, 30 minutes to put the paint on. But uh, the people all want to see you with the paint on. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and, and the hardest part to do it, too, is a lot of times now you're not, you know, there's not a big mirror to look in to put it on or whatever. You got to do it at the table and you got cold water to take it off. So it's a little, a little tougher than it was back in the day. So take me back to the eighties and when did Vince come up with, or who did come up with the concept of demolition? Because you guys ended up becoming the most badass tag team. And let's be honest, the theme song, I think that even elevated it more. You guys had the best theme song. Oh, I, I think so, too. It, uh, it was very popular even here in Atlanta, where I'm with, uh, on, a, on a regular radio. Randy Culley came up with the concept. Uh, he was one of the Moondogs, and then he had approached me and then approached Vince. And, uh, but they, they all, re- all the people recognized uh, Randy, and then uh, we got, fortunately, we got Barry in there. It took off from day one. Here comes the axe. Here comes the smasher. Badass theme song. Like that, that, that was probably cool for you guys when that music hit, when the crowd went nuts. Jimmy Hart's, uh, and uh, I think his name's Johnny McGuire, Jimmy McGuire came up with that. So it was, it was a real good, hard-driving theme. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy came to us and says, 
that uh, they're going to create some music for us. So we never heard that until all of a sudden when we were going to the ring one day, boom, there's the music. And that was, was really neat. Axe and Smash, Demolition on the Kavino and Rich Show. I got to ask, when you, because when you guys were coming up the wrestling ranks, you guys are veterans. They did not always have theme music. So a lot of times guys would just walk down to the ring. The music, that do you think that brought wrestling to the next level? I think so. It, uh, like you said, uh, I know Smash will probably say the same thing. There was very, very few, if any, buddy that had any theme songs or ring entrance music. And, uh, you know, you got to give credit to Vince. Uh, he had some very, very good and uh, advanced ideas. So I think it did help. Uh, propel it to the next level. Yeah, and most most of the guys that did go to the ring with music, it was you know music from the radio or something. They didn't get permission, and they just put it up there. And for them to create an actual song for us was huge. How was it when you saw your first action figure? Because I had the demolition action figures. Was that was that like holy crap? We got action figures. Oh yeah, it was. Like, we, we just got back from uh, England yesterday. We were over there for a big event. And they're bringing out three new ones. And it, it never ceases to amaze us that, uh, you know, how popular they are. So it's just, it rejuvenates our careers. And people come up to you and they want to get things signed. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, it's very humbling to make an imprint on people. I can't believe how many action figures there were. Uh, like when we were in England, there must have been four or five different ones that people brought to us, too. So, yeah. and, and I mean a lot of them, not just one or two. There were a few wrestlers. This was around the time where, you know, being a bad guy was sort of cool. You And then you guys became, you know, quote, good guys. Did you like being a villain or or did you like being good guys? Because I feel like even when you were, quote, bad guys, everyone still liked you. Well, the one thing we didn't do is we didn't change our in-ring style. Yeah. So we felt comfortable and, uh, you know, people just, they liked this because I think that they knew once the music started, once we were into the ring, something was, something was going to happen. And uh, we were just going to uh, beat up some people and take some names. When uh, they came up with the idea to add Crush. Well, it, it developed because I had an allergic reaction to uh, shrimp shellfish. So uh, I was going to be moving into the office in a uh, position. And they brought in Crush. And we love, we both loved him. You know, he was uh, an asset to the to the group. Uh, he was just inexperienced to the level that we were at that time. But I mean, he was willing to learn. Now, of the old school '80s wrestlers, who did you guys have the best friendship with? When you're on the road and you're traveling, was there a guy that was your best bud back then? Well, we usually traveled by ourselves, right, Frank? Yeah, it was, uh, Fuji. it was us and Mr. Fuji most of the time. How was but, Mr. Uh, was, know, was Mr. Fuji a quiet guy or was uh, Fuji a, a fun guy? Fuji was a fun guy. Every other day, you know, I'd take care of the plane tickets or the hotel or, or Axe would do the same thing. But then Fuji was always in charge of the food. So we hit every Chinese restaurant all over the world because he loved Chinese food. That's amazing. Much like anything that has to do with performing, acting, sports, entertainment, wrestling you're going to get fans that remember things that you guys probably don't even remember. Do you get that a lot where people are like, I remember this. And you're like, I don't remember that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's nice because when we have uh, situations that we run in where we need some answers, uh, we'll put it out to the fans and invariably somebody's going to give us the right answer. Yeah. The fans remember everything. I mean, it's incredible. It, it's, it's pretty incredible because you're living it. So you're probably thinking about the next match, the next city, the next event, the next, you know, the fans are so involved. They gave us such good support. Even this time since it's, you know, it's been years since we've been active and we've fortunately been 
active with signings and stuff like this uh, 80s con coming up. And, uh, you know, it, it's nice to be supported by the fans and them tell you how good you were. You, you, can, you, you never get tired of hearing that you were a pretty good guy. You know what? Yeah, I was you know, going to say, yeah, that's it's probably nice to hear that everyone loved you, right? Yeah, and, and Tommy Fiero, he puts on such a good show. You know, and the fans are just fantastic. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, this is one of our favorite events. Nice. Well, we're going to see you guys this Saturday. Morristown, New Jersey, 80s Wrestling Con. I got to ask, somewhere in your house, Bill, Barry, Axe and Smash, do you have the wardrobe? Do you have the spikes? Do you have the, the tag team belt somewhere? Do you have like a, are they packed in a box or are they displayed somewhere in your house? Well, my, not in my house. In my case, my daughter, my youngest daughter, uh, Heather and Charlotte has all that stuff. She She's a collector and she takes uh, everything that you have, like the figures and the belt. Just, uh, oh. You know, I never even thought of that, mask. guys. Do, do your families, uh, do they totally get a kick at They must love the fact that, because I'm sure some of your family were too young to really appreciate Demolition in its 80s, 90s prime. Is it cool to when they watch back at how big Demolition was? I think so, yeah. I think that they enjoyed it. I know that uh, in Barry's case and mine, they, both of them were young at the time when we were really active they were still small yeah what's funny now is my grandkids i got three grandkids and now they're just starting to kind of watch wrestling and they know who bill and i are and it's kind of they can't believe it in fact my youngest grandson he called me up it was his birthday and i had him on a video chat and he didn't even want to talk to me he says can i talk to axe that is so cool man who's got a cooler grandparent than axe or smash man well listen guys we'll see you saturday 80s Wrestling Con, and thank you for your time. Demolition on the Cavino Rich Show. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have time for one more legend that will be at Wrestling Con this Saturday in New Jersey, Tony Atlas. Take a listen. Well, let's give the legend a proper introduction. You may know him as Mr. USA or Rich from his wrestling days. Yeah. Here he is, Tony Atlas, everybody. Tony. Yes, sir. Do you think most people think of you as bodybuilder or wrestling superstar? Where what's what are you best remembered for, you think? Unfortunate for uh bodybuilding, uh they never became a an American sport mm-hmm. that uh people could really uh, cling to. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was really the guy that really brought uh, bodybuilding to the fro- to the front. But I think what ended up happening with bodybuilding, uh, the steroid use got kind of uh, outrageous. Mm-hmm. And so I think people, yeah, and now when you look at the guys in the book, uh, like when you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger or Lou Ferrigno, uh, you would say to yourself, I like to look like that guy. But when you see the guys now, you wouldn't want to look like them. And I think that's where bodybuilding kind of lost its uh, grip. Yeah, let's go over some of those historic moments. You had Saba Simba. You had Black Atlas, Tony Atlas White, Black Superman. Quite the career in wrestling. And it's kind of cool how you guys paved your way from bodybuilding to entertainment. You think about, you mentioned Schwarzenegger. He got into acting. You mentioned Ferrigno. I mean, he became the Incredible Hulk. And then you took your, your talents into the ring. What brought you there? How did that happen? I was uh, in the gym. By the time I started working out when I was 16, but I used to wrestle for high school. I wrestled for Jefferson High School uh, when I was I was going to uh, uh, Lee Junior High, and uh, I, I was there uh, working out for the state powerlifting championship. Now, powerlifting is different than what Mark Hitter do. Mark Hitter is a weightlifter, and they do the clean and jerk and the slats. With uh, powerlifting, they do the bench press, squats, and deadlift. So I was getting ready to deadlift 600 pounds, and uh, a wrestler by the name of Stanley Scott, he saw me in the gym, and he said, you know, it'd be nice uh, to get a guy like that into wrestling. And then a guy named Randy Booth, who used to work out with me, him and Alfonso Johnson, they took and said, well, he's a wrestler, too. He wrestled for the school. And so Santa Scott came over to talk to me. He said, look, my brother is the booker in Charlotte, North Carolina. His name was George Scott. Now, George Scott is a guy that also created Ric Flair, Wahoo McDaniel, Black Jack Mulligan. They were called Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. Okay. And, 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 and then I saw him wrestling as Tony Atlas White. The reason for it, because the middle of Roanoke, Virginia, was a part of the Mid-Atlantic Territory. So uh, I used to get a lot of newspaper clippings, you know, for weightlifting contests and wrestling matches and stuff that I would do. So I was pretty well known before the wrestling uh, knew me. But I was very inexperienced. I wrestled a year and a half in the Mid-Atlantic 
So George Scott wanted to send me to different territories. Back then, they had territories. Different territories to get experience. So that's why he put me under the mask and called me Black Atlas. You stood out so much, I feel like you gave extra credibility to the world of wrestling. They needed a guy that looked like you. And I want to know the difficulties. You said it didn't come easy to you at first. I, I heard the same thing about Kurt Angle because he had you know actual wrestling experience. When it came to... WWE and early wrestling, he had a hard time adjusting. What were some of the adjustments you had to make or things you had difficulties with? Falling on my back. Yeah. Weren't, weren't used to that. No, a wrestler, a wrestler, a real wrestler, it's almost impossible for him to fall on his back. He turns. In real wrestling, the last place you want to be is on your back. That's how you lose. Hey, Tony, how'd you get the uh, nickname Mr. USA? Because I remember it was always Tony Atlas, Mr. USA. In 1979, I won the Mr. Uh, uh, USA bodybuilding title in 1979. So I was wrestling in Georgia at the time on TBS for Ted Turner, where as soon as uh, 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 Ole Anderson, he, he was a booker, so he thought it'd be a great idea to promote, like they do with Ken Vaturo, Olympia champion Ken Vaturo, the Iron Sheet, the Curtin Angle. So they want to use, because they want to try to legitimize wrestling. So, so he started announcing me. Uh, uh, Ole Anderson announced me as Mister USA for the. He had me to bring the trophy and everything to show the people. I did. I just won this contest. A lot of legitimate bodybuilding, the whole killer kabuda. When I won a powerlifting meet, they had me to bring the trophy on on TV and stuff like that. Sometimes they would bring a fake trophy. They had the bad guy to break it up, you know, just to create yeah. uh, create some uh, issue, but not the real chosen. But anyway, Ted Turner was there one day, and he heard, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas. And so he, after my match, he come running over to me. He said, you're a fine man, Tony Atlas. You're a great patriot. You're a great patriot, Mr. USA. I love it. You're a great patriot. You're a great patriot. So Ole Atlas said, over here, Ted Turner saying that. So the next, uh, Ole said, go out and get you some red, white, and blue trunks and stuff. And there you go. And that's how I became right. Mr. But a USA. lot of people, even today, they didn't know that it was a Mr. Universe. It was a Mr. Olympia. So they were not familiar. So when they said Mr. USA, everybody started raving these flags all of a sudden. People can meet you at 80s Wrestling Con, Morristown, New Jersey. Is it fun for you to meet the fans, by the way, that uh, that supported you throughout your wrestling career? It's the greatest experience in the world. Because here's the funny thing about it. The fans know more about Tony Atlas than Tony Atlas know about Tony Atlas. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. And they do because the wrestlers... What what do Tom Brady and wrestlers got in common? When Tom Brady finished one play, he automatically started thinking about the next play. When Tom Brady finished one game, he started thinking about the next game. That's why you never see him celebrate until after the Super Bowl. He always thinking about the he said when that game is over, on to the next one. Well, that's how wrestlers are too. So when I finish a match, I forgot about that match. I'm thinking about the next match because we used to wrestle back in the older days. We used to wrestle seven days a week. And the only time we had any time off was 10 days before Christmas. From the from the 15th to the 25th was our only time that we did not have to wrestle. And then down south, they used to do a show on, used to do a Christmas show. So, you know, we didn't get much time uh, 
much time off. We were away from our, you know, we lived out of the suitcase. And, 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 and so, uh, so you're so on the go. Yeah, he's so on to the next thing that he forgot what he yeah. was doing the week before. Yeah, but the fans always, yeah. yeah, the fans always yeah. remember and remind you. But the fans remember. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the fan, the fans, uh, I, I remember. And, and that's the great thing because I, I hear more Tony Atlas story from sitting with some guy who was telling a story. You had Tony Atlas that met you. One of my best stories that I tell people, I try to make this quick. I, I, I went back. Uh, to WCW, and they teamed me up. I went back as a bad guy, and I would team up with uh, Cactus Jack at that time. He was Cactus Jack, uh, Nick Foley, and uh, the Barbarian. And I went into this gym that was owned by Lee Haney. Now, Lee Haney was a former Mr. Olympia, I think seven-time Mr. Olympia. So I was working out, and was a young kid working behind the desk. And he kept looking at me, kept looking at me. He didn't disturb my workout. But as soon as I finished my workout, I went by the, 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 the desk to get a protein drink. I go to pay him. He said, Tony, it's on me. I said, oh, you don't have to do that. He said, oh, he said, I owe you that. I said, you owe me that for what? He said, one day um, uh, uh, in Atlanta, it was very, very hot. And what they do, they take the the, uh, the, the cap or whatever off of a fire hydrant. And then we run back and forth in front of the fire hydrant to, to cool off on a hot day. Yeah, kids used to do that all yeah, the time. Right, right. Yeah, they used to do that. And uh, I saw a bunch of, of kids who were all soaking wet. And I just bought myself at that time a brand new 1977 Lincoln Town Car. It, just, it was only a year old, so it was around 78. And he said, I told all of his buddies and him to get in the back seat of my car. And it was all wet. But I had leather seats anyway, and I took them all to get ice cream. <laughs> what a guy, Tony Ellis. What so, a good guy. So basically, and, 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 and you know, he grew up and he never forgot about that. And he told me, he said, the reason that I got into bodybuilding, he said, when you dropped, when you dropped us off, I looked at you and saw how nice you were and how big and strong you were. He said, for my whole life, all I thought about was being like you. That's cool, man. He became a bodybuilder. He was working at the gym when I went in, and, and they gave me a free protein drink. And that was one of the stories that I remember. Another time, I was talking to this, uh, went to this school to talk to kids, and I thought they wasn't listening to me. And I was kind of feeling bad because I figured they not paying me no attention. All of a sudden, one of the teachers, one of the teachers came back and gave me a, a letter, and I picked up the letter, and the little girl said, "I'm 13 years old." I was going to, me and my boyfriend, we was going to have a baby so I could get on with her and, and get free food and a free place to live. But after listening to you, I'm going to finish my education and I'm going to try to go to college and not have a baby until I finish my education. Making an impact. They better have named that baby Tony, Tony after you. Man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but see, I, I, I don't want to say Tony. Wrestlers have done this. You see the difference between a wrestler and uh, most sports people. We are very approachable. Yeah. Well, Rich- when you go to a basketball game, you cannot get close to the players. When you go to a football game, you can't get close to the players. When you go to a baseball game, you can't get close to a player. Maybe you get a high five on his way back to the the dugout or something, but that's about it. This convention, you know, you can walk up and hug a wrestler. If, if we were a football player, they would have us gated off. Yeah. And that's the fun of this wrestling con event. That's what you said. Uh, it's it's just so nice to say thank you for all the great yeah. memories and the inspiration to guys like Tony yeah. Atlas. And Tony, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you this Saturday in Morristown, New Jersey. I'll see you then, my friend. Okay. Yes, you will. And uh, if, uh, the last thing, and then I let you guys go. 
to remember Tony Atlas, I stand for the flag. I kneel for God in that order. Thank you, a legend. Thank you, Tony Atlas, everybody. Tony Atlas. Thanks, man. On the Cavino and Rich Thank Show. Thank you all, guys. God bless, man. Have a great 80s day. 80s Wrestling Con, Morristown, New Jersey, Saturday, May the 6th, the day after the big fiesta. It's a pleasure talking to Tony Atlas. Um, I wanted to ask you, for years, if some guy got ahead of himself at the gym or he acted like a know-it-all, it'd be like, relax, Tony Atlas. Yeah, he's, what do you syn- think you are, he's synonymous with bodybuilding wrestling. Who's that guy now? Is there like, a, there's no one else. It's like, if someone's handsome, we still say Brad Pitt, right? Brad Pitt's like pushing 60-something. If someone's overly fit or thinks they're the know-it-all, I, my reference is still Atlas. Tony Atlas. Because Schwarzenegger became too much of a Hollywood superstar, where Tony Atlas, to me, is still that guy. So, a real legend on the Cavino and Rich show. And if you want to see him and thank all the other legends, again, 80s Wrestling Con in Marstown, New Jersey. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.